Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 49 of the Ask the Coach Show. I'm Jeff Plum, and in this show, we answer your table tennis questions. Today, we're going to talk about table tennis equipment. We're going to talk about the speed versus uh, placement, and we're also going to talk about getting angry. And with me to cover all your questions is Super Coach Alois Rosario. Welcome, Alois. Thanks, Jeff. And uh, how are you this morning? Yep, I'm really good, thank you. Excited about the show. I'm interested in the getting angry question. That's always something that um, interests me for some strange reason. <laughs> you just calm down there, Jeff. Okay, I will. I'll calm down. Um, the first question is the Pink Skillers question of the day from yesterday, Alice, which was, can Ovcharov win a major title? What are your thoughts? Yeah, I think it's going to be really difficult. I think, you know, as we talked about before this, um, the these finals, it was a really big opportunity for someone outside of the Chinese group to uh, to to win a major title, and I, he was so disappointed, you know, getting getting so close. I, I think I think it's going to be really difficult, um, you know. I mean, to get through two or three Chinese players usually for these major titles is um, is really tough, and you know what? I don't think he can do it. Well, there you go. I, I just think he's got the skills to do it. He's such a good player. But someone also mentioned he's 26 and you've got, like, Van Zidong coming through who's, you know, not even 20 yet. So I guess there's always those hurdles as well. But he's just got so much talent. Surely he can do it, Alloys. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, um, I wouldn't mind having one-tenth of the ability of Ovcharov. I mean, he is, he is a sensational player. But, like, to get through, you know, two or three Chinese, I just don't think, you know, I don't, yeah. I don't think any of the European players have got that ability at this stage. And it's not just getting through two or three Chinese players. He's got to get through the Japanese players and the other European players. And, um, and don't forget the Australians. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Well, um, let's move on to the Pink Seals question of the day, which is, is Tenergy worth its cost? Okay. So leave your comments in the uh, blog or on the YouTube section comments, and we'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Okay. All right, Alois. So that moves us on to a question from Thomas, and Thomas says, do you have any experience regarding how long a rubber glued on a racket keeps its quality when not played with? Yeah, so Thomas, as long as you store the racket properly, um, you can keep it for a very long time. Um, in your full question, you were talking about you know trying to keep it for a year because you've um, got another racket and the one that you have, or sorry, you've got two rackets, one of them's too fast for you at the moment, you want to put it away for a year, um, you can definitely do that. The most important thing is make sure you don't um, expose it to heat and light, um, just put it in a cupboard, um, make sure you cover it so it uh, doesn't get dusty um, and you'll be able to keep it for, you know, years. Yeah. Uh, do that. I've heard of some people wrapping them in like glad wrap to keep it airtight. Is, does that really make a difference, or is necessary, or? Uh, not really, not really necessary. I'm not sure what the uh, glad wrap, how that would re react with um, 
the uh, the rubber over a long period of time, but I mean it's probably going to be okay. But you don't really need it, so um, yeah. Put so it in the back cover, put it in the yeah. cupboard, and you'll be fine. Yeah, just put it in, yeah, in a plastic bag, even if you want. Um, you know, put it in an airtight plastic bag would be uh, would be fine. So yeah, give uh, give that a go. But yeah, you, you'll you'll be fine uh, keeping that racket for uh, for a long time. Great. All right. Thanks for the question, Thomas. All right. Moving on. The next question is from Gary, and Gary says, I've been focusing more on a faster pace, but a lot of my shots end up hitting the table towards the middle, providing my opponent with an easy-to-block ball, and I'm thinking I should change that approach to hit with less power but more placement. What are your thoughts on this question, Alois? Yeah, so, so Gary was a bit um, unsure as to whether he should work on the speed or the placement. Um, the, the first thing that you need to do with all of your shots is develop control and develop the actual technique. So to develop control, um, you will develop placement. Um, then you can start to think about hitting the ball faster. But, I mean, having said that, it, it's okay, you know, while you're learning to just experiment and try to hit the ball faster sometimes as well. But your major focus should be first on the control, so that would involve placement as well. So, yeah, so the basics are always important here. Yeah, and that makes sense. And as you kind of always reiterate, Alois, the basics are so important because if you get the basic stroke right, then to increase the speed and the power is really kind of extending that stroke or just getting the bat moving through faster by using your entire body. Yeah, that's right. It's... Um, you know, build the foundation and then you can explore other possibilities. But I think you also made another good point in there, which is, you know, it's okay to sometimes just try and hit a faster ball or do something because, uh, you know, training's still got to be fun. you still got to be enjoying the game. So I guess that's important too. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah. yeah sometimes, sometimes you can go for it. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Great. All right. Now we're on to a question from Sundaram who says, and I like this question, I lose my temper while losing points, and after losing my temper, I am uncontrollable. I probably lost 14 or 15 matches after losing my temper, and I've broken one to two bats after losing matches. Kindly looking for your response. Yeah, Sundaram, um, you're, you're not alone here. There are a lot of us out there that, you know, at, at certain times you will get frustrated with the game, you will get frustrated with yourself. But if it's happening regularly, um, you need to really think about um, how you're approaching the game. So if you go out there and the only good result for you is to win the match, then 50% of the time you're going to be disappointed, you know, and 50% of the people that play table tennis are going to be disappointed and, you know, in as an extension should be breaking their bats and, and, um, and losing their temper. So we need to think a little bit more about, you know, why are you playing the game? You need to think about developing your strokes, developing your abilities. Um, look at it as a challenge, you know, not as um, a um, be-all and end-all of, of, of what you're doing. Uh, in, the, in the match situation, don't always look at, you know, win-lose as the ultimate result. I mean, sometimes we play players that are just better than us. So in that situation, you know, think about what you're going to try to achieve in that match. I'm going to try to um, uh, 
get my serves as short as I possibly can. Uh, I'm going to try and serve every serve short so that my opponent can't attack. I'm going to utilize my backhand topspin because if I utilize that, I can start to develop my game a little bit more. So just start to think about things that you can work on and improve while you're playing that game, not just at the end of the game, did I win, did I lose, um, and then you, you know, it, it's this or this. Um, yeah, so a couple of couple of techniques too, once you start to think about, or once you start to get angry or feel yourself getting angry, you know, just take a few seconds. You've got a few seconds between points. Take that few seconds to just take a few deep breaths, walk away from the table, um, try to just calm yourself down um, in some simple manner. You know? <laughs> Taking a deep breath often often works really well. So, um, yeah, Sundaram, it's as I said, it's a really common thing. Everyone goes through it or everyone feels it sometimes. If you're feeling it all the time, then we just need to start to think about, you know, why are you playing that match? Start to um, change your objectives for, for, that, for that game. Yeah, really well said, Alice. Um... It can be difficult. I know I've gone through periods where I've been frustrated, and it's it's more because you are you're focusing on oh, I must win, I must win, and yeah, just changing that mindset makes a huge difference. So um, yeah, well said. Hopefully that helps you out, Sandaram. And yeah, don't feel you're alone. And yeah, just take a look at some of those things Alo said and why you're playing the game. Think of different objectives, and you know I think with some thought. Around that, you'll start enjoying the game more and have goals that you can reach and not be so focused on the win, the winning and the losing. Okay. All right. Now we move on to Nick's question. And Nick says, is there any exercise in order to practice my reflexes? Yeah. So one, one uh, good way I find is, is multi-ball because you can increase the speed you know, to faster than... Um, you would encounter in a match situation. So multi-ball, get a bucket of balls and get someone to fire them out to you um, reasonably fast. Um, but even in your training drills where you're practicing with another partner, instead of having set drills where you know where the ball's coming, um, if you start to one um, make the drills more random so you can, uh, or, or so you don't know where the ball's coming, then that starts to help you to in, um, improve your reflexes by watching the ball better. So by watching the ball better, you will start to buy a little bit of time. You'll start to see the ball a little bit earlier and and um, and be able to track that ball better. So now you don't know where the ball's coming, so you really have to focus on, on watching the ball as well. Um, but even with your set drills, I mean, if you can... Um, if you've got a good training partner that can increase the pace of where that ball's coming, then again, you know, you you'll be able to increase your your reflexes or um, increase your ability to watch the ball better. Yes, and uh, yeah, that's that's a key point. Yeah, increase your ability to watch the ball better. If you just see what's happening just slightly earlier, it gives you more time. So, good tip. And a little bit of a plug here, Alice, for our training secrets section of the website. It goes through um, all drills you can do in your training, and it starts off with simple one-ball drills and goes on to two, three-ball drills. And then it also goes on to the drills you were mentioning, which are the random drills where you don't know where the ball's going. And like you said, Alois, 
as you develop, that's a really important part of your game. So everyone check out the um, training secrets section of our lessons uh, section. All right, great. So that wraps up another show. We've, um, we've talked about how to deal with your anger. We've talked about speed versus uh, control. Um, it's been a great show. Thanks for watching and thanks for listening if you're listening to the podcast. And don't forget, you can get this podcast on iTunes or through our RSS feed. We put all the shows up on our blog, so go to pingskills.com and click on the blog link and you'll see all the past shows. And if you haven't been to our website yet, go there, pingskills.com, sign up for our free newsletter and get lots of uh, tips every week. All right, thanks, Pingskillers, and thank you, Alois. Thanks, Jeff, and I'll see you tomorrow for show number 50. 50, amazing. All right, we're looking forward to it. See you.